Bottoms up. Episode 23. This is Fred, the grassy troll, coming at you. And uh, we're doing it again. To my left is my good friend Blotto. How you doing? Good, Fred. How are you? I'm doing swell as always. And across the table looking at me kind of weird <laughs> is Nobs. And uh, this is a very special podcast because uh, we are christening Shea Nobs. Nice, yeah. I like the name, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How you doing? Fantastic. Uh, thank you everyone for the help. Uh, moving into my new place today. Yeah, First full day in the new house. Yep, we're mobile in uh, Nobs' new house, and this is pretty awesome. So, we do have a couple in-studio guests. We have Clark. How you doing, Clark? Good. We got Shells. Hi. Who has been mentioned on prior podcast she's been a beer contributor yep, she so, has yeah so it's been long overdue getting her on the pod and saying hello and we have fuzzy hello <laughs> fuzzy it's an honor to be here <laughs> uh some of these folks helped knobs move <laughs> you're welcome and then, there, and then there's fuzzy and then there's fuzzy <laughs> It showed up just in time. Yeah, <laughs> he's going to contribute later. <laughs> Fuzzy has proven to be smarter than the rest. Of yes. <laughs> I came just in time for pizza. Yeah. It was great. Perfectly planned. It was the best move I've ever done. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get the beer rolling here. Yes. 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 Uh, these were provided by uh, Knobs this week, so. Yep. This is the all knobs show, basically. And knobs, um, knobs, and more knobs. Yeah. What do you got out of the trove? Uh, today is a New Orthodox India Pale Ale M43 from uh, Old Nation. M43 is. It's a road. It's a road, right? Road. Which where is it at, though? It's uh, between M42 and. No, <laughs> it was not. Uh, it might be. Is that. Is it in a thumb? I'm 53 is in the thumb. Yeah. Okay, well, fact check that. <laughs> okay. We're all such Michiganders here. Nobody knows where M40 is. Between Saginaw and like Mount Pleasant or something I think it's like not more like the Flint area. I think it might be. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is a New England India Pale Ale, 6.8%, IBU 65 Bit tart. Uh, it will be a bit tart. One of the things it says is to actually make sure you roll it. Start pouring ahead of time. Oh, that's to, right. Uh, get the so, sediment off the bottom. So you yeah. roll your beer. That's this is a very nice. thick beer. It's sort of like orange juice yes. with the pulp. All right, and then uh... Fred, you actually introduced this to me last year. I think it was. Yeah, at the Boatworks. Yes. Wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Right. So far, I don't see any chunks. So I guess that's a good thing. That's after. <laughs> it's after a few Boy, it's got that strong citrus aroma. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, this is sure. Hold it up to the light. Look at that. It's like a glass of orange juice. Oh, nice. it, it says haze is good on the can, so this is the, certainly in the haze beer category. Well, bottoms up. Let's give it up. up. Here we go. Oh, that smells good. Mm-hmm. Very citrusy, little bitter, not too bad. A little bitter. I <laughs> <laughs> ah, love these New England IPAs. It, they they yeah. always taste like grapefruit to me. That tastes nothing like grapefruit. I don't taste grapefruit. Oh, that yeah. tastes. I, like I'm, I'm with you on that. Like you all know. these really bitter 
real hoppy IPAs taste. It is where it peaks out at. This is the least level, like where you don't get all fruit. Doesn't it taste like orange juice to you? Yeah. It tastes more like orange juice to me than grapefruit this time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but what, what uh, reactions beyond just the citrus? You're delicious. the guest of honor today, Dobbs. It's, it's delicious, and it's for me. All right. All right. Clark? I'm, I'm not really a light beer drinker, uh, I, but it is, like I said, like orange juice. It's something that's drinkable. Mm-hmm. I think it would be paired better with, like, actually eating something with it. Like, it feels like you would, like, like breakfast? Eat. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Well, almost like, yeah, like, if you're at a barbecue and you have a burger and you can drink that. It, it is outside that. beer. It's an outside yeah. beer. It's I like not, that. It's not yeah. something, though. But, yeah, it's not my everyday beer, but I, I would drink it again. So, yeah, it's, it would be for me. I would say it's similar to a screwdriver. Yeah, that's, yeah, it's, it's a less alcohol screwdriver. Yeah. Oh, it's not for me. Yeah. It's not for me? No. I mean, it's less grapefruity than the ones I don't usually like, but still, no. Yeah. A little bit less aftertaste than the one that Nobs had at lunch. Uh Yeah, Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. That was real bad. The Bell's Oracle, that is the definition of bitter. That that really lingered a while, so it's a little bit better. I'm feeling on draft, it would be completely different. Yeah. I could finish this, you're but I'm rolling it out of a can. <laughs> <laughs> we always finish. Yeah, fuzzy. What do you think? Oh, I'll, it smells great. <laughs> Here, I'll give it a little try. There you go. I, I get what you're saying about the grapefruit. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. Okay, so we got half orange juice, half yeah, grapefruit. I'm tasting that. Yeah, there's a hybrid it's a in there. Bitter. I kind of like it though. What? I'm not a beer guy, but I, I kind of like it. Yeah. Normally, right. like what we do on the show is, is we don't try to take like. A, like a negative look at things. Yeah. Like if, if it's a beer <laughs> like that, you, that's unless not it's for you, we say. Which Fuzzy oh, didn't do, but. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just wondering. The, normally the way we rate it is, and we think about it in terms of, would we order another one sure. after this? Or is it meh, you're not sure, or it's not for Never, me. Yeah. Not for me. Because just, the way we look at it is, these beers are not, there's no bad beers. That's the way we look at it. It's just not for you, or it is for you. Somewhere. For somebody, somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's not bad. And uh, Grassy? Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. This has got Fred written all over it. I love this kind of beer. This is awesome. So, I still don't think M43 is as good as Slurm from Shorts, but mm. which is almost the same type of beer, but... I really like the New England IPAs. I like all the pulp, the heaviness, and the bitterness. Is they give perfect. you a ton of information on the can, malt, pills, wheat, oat, boil hops, calypso, amarillo, citra, dry hop, citra, amarillo, Simcoe. Michigan 10 cents. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what all those words mean, but they're all on the can. It's a lot of words. Yeah. I don't see the word grapefruit. I like, it doesn't taste like that. <laughs> I like the label. I like the side little instructions on how to roll it. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a very craft beer yeah. label for yeah. the can, it's right? Cool. You know, there's like, a texture to it. Mm-hmm. It's one of those stick on them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I could see a bunch of guys in a warehouse putting those on by hand. <laughs> <laughs> Having to lick them. <laughs> it's a small brewery. Wait, they're peel off. <laughs> and did, did we mention the name of the brewery? I don't know. Yeah, yeah probably did. Old yeah. Nation. Old Nation. That's uh, where is that? That's got to be Upper West Michigan. It has to be. Wilkinson, Michigan. Or no, Williamson. 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 Isn't that out in 96? It's like, probably out almost to 43. Lansing. I don't know. I barely found my way here. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're way out here, okay? And 
in uh, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, we'll figure it out and we'll report back. <laughs> uh, memes? Memes. Memes of the okay. week. Who's got one? Nobs, you got one? No, I was a bit preoccupied this week. <laughs> right? Okay. The guy moving. moving. <laughs> like that matters. How about you, Blatto? Yeah, I got one. We'll it, let you start this I week. thought it was uh, just funny and, you know, quick, kind of on the on the political side, but it's a picture of Spock doing the mind meld on Trump, <laughs> and then he says, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Anyone else? Not me. No. What do you got there, Grassy? I've got one. Um, it is political in nature, and uh, it looks like it's a, a sign outside of an establishment that sells uh, hot dogs. And it's kind of hard to read and make sense on a podcast, but I'll show it to you. Uh, oh, okay. Yes. Nice. Yeah, that one's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. But it is not made for radio. Yep. No, it's <laughs> not basically, at all. basically, it's got the, the individual letters up there with a couple missing, and it says, fuck Trump, we can redact too. But the UC is missing, and the TR is missing. So it's, it's been redacted. It's been redacted. We'll post it. It'll make more sense. You know, I see things like that and they go viral. And I always wonder, are they real? Like that could easily be photoshopped mm-hmm. from right. somebody just thinking it's clever. Or did the manager of this, what was it, the Wiener Go? What the Wiener <laughs> Circle. The Wiener Circle. <laughs> the, wiener, the Wiener Circle. I uh, trust him. That's a real, real place. I don't know. I don't know. I like to think that the, whoever would own some place called the Wiener Circle would be sane. <laughs> I, I, I do too. Like, I want to believe that they're real, heart, but barely trustworthy. Yeah. Um, but you see them like that all the time, mm-hmm. right? These uh, Like those church signs. They always church, do the church yeah, signs. lots of stuff. And I, I always want those. I, I'm just not too. certain that they're no. They're, they're real. But does that matter, really? No, yeah. it's, it's no. the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Still Nothing's real on the internet. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, a couple of uh, fact checks from last week before we get into this week's topics. Uh, one, it's not really a fact check because I was right, but I do want to call it out again. because <laughs> you, right. you were right. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> I nailed it. it. Fred had mentioned Barr... Uh, being disingenuous about a previous report that he was responsible for. 1989. And I don't know why it just popped into my head when you said 1989, but I said, wasn't that the Steel Wheels Tour, the Stones Steel Wheels Tour year? And I was right. <laughs> so I don't know why I, I equate 1989 with Steel Wheels or how I remember that, but... Uh, did you go to this show? I actually don't think I did go to one of those concerts. The Steel Wheels tours. I've seen Stones a couple of times, and I don't remember all of the the shows. One of them, you know, was a was a Silverdome uh, show with Santana and Iggy Pop, and that was a disaster. Actually, anything in the Silverdome. I think Silverdome. Yeah, Pink Floyd um, was a disaster. Right, and uh, and I think that's the only time I've seen them. But that, and I don't think that was Steel Wheels. That's so weird. You didn't go, but yet you have a memory. Oh, a tour. Like a a, tour. the name of a tour, right? I mean, but wasn't it like also at the time, it was, I mean, it was a huge tour. It was kind of like the, the largest grossing tour of all time at that time. I'm sure it's been surpassed because now tickets are, you know, 5X of what they were back then. Anyway, so it was 1989. Uh, we were talking about the Mueller report and the redactions, and you said they were going to be color-coded. Yes. Well, I did download the Mueller report, um, 
and they are color coded, but it was different than I thought. I thought I was going to see different colored bars, <laughs> but it, they're all black bars, but within the bar, they have the word as to why it's been redacted and that text is in different colors. Uh -huh. So it's the black bar and it says then personal privacy is in green, harm to ongoing matter, which if you're reading the Mueller report, you pretty much just insert Roger Stone <laughs> in, in, in all of those. And it makes sense. It actually completes the, the whole part. So harm to ongoing matter was in white investigative techniques, um, which are, what's the other thing we call that? Uh, uh, methods and, and sources. Sources. Were yellow and then grand jury testimony was in red. And there really isn't a lot of grand jury testimony so far in what I have read in the report, which I... I think it's kind of strange. And a lot of it's in the footnotes. So, I Any, Anybody else read the Mueller report? I downloaded it to read, but I haven't done it yet. No. Was he? I've read a couple recaps of it, but I haven't read it myself yet. I um, I don't read, so it's, <laughs> this is a challenge for me. I, I thought it was going to be redacted with crayon. That's, uh, that's a full expecting. Uh, <laughs> me and uh, the gal were... Uh, going away on vacation the morning that the bar report, or the, ma the bar report, I even call it, because it was being wrecked, was, uh, uh, was going to be released. And our flight was leaving at, I think it was 1230, I want to say. And the report had come out right about 1130. And I'm in the airport, and I'm on that Wi-Fi airport, and I'm trying to download Hold it. the flight! Hold <laughs> the flight! And it's, it's 470, 447 pages, right? And I'm trying to download it onto my iPad from some, you know, PDF thing in the cloud, right? And they're loading the plane. And I, I, I kid you not, I eventually say to her, we're getting up there, and we don't have overhead, so that we're okay there. <laughs> so we're not worried about getting overhead space. And I said... Go on. I'm going to go back to the back of the line again. And I kept. <laughs> and the thing is downloading and I'm watching at 64%. questioning dedication. <laughs> it's like 67%, 72%. And I literally went every time I got up to the front where, you know, they, they would scan my boarding pass. I would go, oh, excuse me. And I'd go to the back of the line holding my iPad. <laughs> Your plane didn't have Wi-Fi? I didn't want to take the risk of disrupting the download. Right. You know, and um, so yeah, I just you know kept going to I I I I probably leapfrogged about three times, and, and then I was the very last person on the plane. The but TSA like, must all been talking amongst themselves. Look at aisle seventy two. He's making laughs. I think we need a body search. I, I wanted to have. He's not tiptoeing his fingers in his ear, walking away. Like, <laughs> I just I wanted to have it for vacation reading, I guess, and get it downloaded and. And uh, I, I was very, uh, very happy with it. Like, yes, got it. I got an email the night before from a book company. And uh, it's like, tomorrow, download it now. And it was really strange. Like, they would just email me. Like, this is yeah. an advertisement to download the Mueller report. Well, until and you posted. they weren't trying to charge you? No. No, it was free. No, it was, it no, was like. No, it was free, yeah. but. It, it's weird that a book company... You know, and it was a night before. It's like, tomorrow, be sure you're ready. I'm like, this is how you advertise now? <laughs> like, this is what everybody wants? Yes. Well, until you posted, I didn't know that you could download it. And I downloaded that at the same time I bought that. Were you, print, were you printing it? <laughs> oh, well, I gave a copy to yeah. um, Half Pint. I know, I saw that. No, I downloaded that and, and the Mueller report the same day. Uh, sweet. So. No. Did you read the... I didn't start either one. 
Okay, so <laughs> I'll, 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 well, the Nelly Bly thing is a really short read. Yeah, it looked like it. But I, 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 I don't want to give you my take on it yeah, until okay. you read it. Okay. But then we'll have to share some okay. thoughts on it. I don't read if I have <laughs> <laughs> I have been to New York recently, though. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard about that. <laughs> oh, really? Really? As we go, I'll fill you guys in. Um, another fact check uh, was we mentioned Pierre Trudeau because of Justin Trudeau. Right. And yes, in fact, his father was prime minister. That is, as we thought it was. We, 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 you did. I wasn't sure. And then I mentioned there was another Trudeau that was a cartoonist. Gary. Gary. Yes. Trudeau. I was thinking the and whole Doonesbury. time. I was yelling. You're, were you yeah. yelling at the radio? Going, it's Gary Trudeau. <laughs> but neither one of you got it. Was it and I kept thinking years. It's Doonesbury. Yeah. Yeah. And we should have known that. Yeah, really? we should have known. Well, yeah. I, I was halfway right. I knew there was a Trudeau that was a cartoonist. We were all sucked into the whole Canadian thing. <laughs> <laughs> Is Gary Trudeau Canadian? I don't know. No, I he's know. not. I looked that up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> he's American with a name like Trudeau. I, I would have thought it was something else, I suppose. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, I, I was hoping to have more research done on this for you, Knobs. Um, but I could not get a hold of GZ this week. We played some mm. phone tag, we played some text tag, but you had mentioned that you think higher alcohol content changes the flavor of a beer. Uh, maybe I'm not. Maybe I, I'm not characterizing that. Correctly, I said typically, if a beer has more alcohol content, it has more flavor. Okay, that's. <laughs> we, we don't have to run the tape on that. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yell at the editor. <laughs> uh, okay. So What'd you find out? I bet you he docked. No, no, I, I thought that's exactly what I said, though. But anyway, uh, yes, you, according to this one article, it um, it does appear like that's kind of what they're saying. And they in the article, they... Um, uh, oh, I can't open it, of course. Um, anyway, they, um, they mentioned uh, mouthfeel. <laughs> and that's what you had mentioned, that the... Stronger the alcohol, the greater the mouthfeel, because then it's less watery. It's basically exactly yeah. what you said. And so I did try to... Uh, yeah. 20, 25 straight playoff seasons. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to just keep throwing that. Okay, Mr. Warm Beer. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll post that article online, but they, they basically, yeah. That's why we stick to the higher ABVs. Um, did flavor. you mention lukewarm? <laughs> <laughs> lukewarm beer? Lukewarm beer. Interesting. <laughs> All right. Uh, so on to the topic. Um, obviously, uh, you know, the Mueller report now has been out. Uh, Just eight, nine days since eight. sort of redacted. Right, right. Our last, our last recording was the night before the Mueller report yes. was coming out. Um, because did I mention I was in Mexico? <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, Is that where you read the report? Uh, I'm still not done. I still not read the full report. I mean, it's it's well, yeah. it's a book. I mean, it's a it's a thick book. Yeah, I don't. I, and I'm not a read. very quick, um, not a quick reader anyway. Um, but I have read most of it. Uh, I'm, I'm about two thirds in. So, um, is it a page turner? You know, I. Uh, borrow a word that uh, Rachel Maddow used. Uh, she said it's very novelistic, and I, I think it is. Mm. It, a, a couple of my first impressions of it are that it was written for the public. It was not written for the legal community 
maybe it was, I don't say dumbed down, but easy terminology is, you know, for, for Congress. <laughs> well, it's not written in legalese. It's yeah. written in most the English is. language uh, yeah, where it, it's understandable. Yeah, it's not like a legal document. You know, you see on, you know, on TV and the internet, like how they have legal documents and every sentence, every line has its own number to it, articles and all of that. You know, there's lots of notes on the bottom of each page, but as you're reading it, it's all done in paragraphs, not like in bullet points mm -hmm. or legalese. So it's, um, yeah. I, I think he thought this was going to be released or should have been released without probably any redaction whatsoever, especially for the limited amount of grand jury testimony there is in it, at least up into where I've gotten, which is halfway through volume two. So it's, 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 broken down into two volumes. Volume one is collusion and Russian interference, and then volume two is obstruction of justice. And you know, they're, they're like two separate books. Actually, I, I thought that he could have taken volume one and split that in half between Russian interference and collusion. Because I, you know, one of my big takeaways on this was he really does a nice job of laying out what the Russian interference was. and. And, and kind of makes you question about how much impact it really had, like in a negative way. Like mm -hmm. it, it, it probably had a lot more impact on those 80,000 voters that flipped this election than what people think. At least that's the way I read it. And when you read about all this stuff in one place, you know, here it does all in black and white, you know, all of the news stories kind of cobbled together over the last two years. And it, it seems, wow, this was really serious what the Russians did. A lot more serious than I think what most people give credit to. I think they wanted to give a lot of the gray in that story too, where it's not technically illegal, but it is questionable of should you been talking to Russians at this time? Yeah, no, I mean, there's the, you know, we, what, Fred? I was going to say, there's a, the first 108 pages of that report is collusion. Mm -hmm. And there's no question, there's Russian interference, there's Russian contacts, like 140 documented contacts between Russia and the Trump campaign or administration. Did they, the thing they didn't do is they didn't connect the dots and um, come up with criminal conspiracy. But collusion, mm -hmm. forget it. The, the, the first 108 pages is collusion without question. There's yeah. boatloads of collusion. All the collusion you could ever want <laughs> is in the first 108 pages of that report. I think that the on the collusion side, I think it was really interesting that a lot of it comes down to motive. Like, what were people people's motives? What was Trump's motives for cozying up to the republic or to the to the Russians? Right, money, money. But the Mueller report doesn't get into that. That's where. When I read about the collusion, the collusion there, but I want to go deeper than that. Why? Why were they colluding? Why were they being so money? Nice? But self gain. <laughs> no, but, but, I'm not joking. But I'm saying That's the Mueller report is. doesn't do that. The Mueller report doesn't give the motives as to why, you know, there was the change in the platform on the RNC convention. It, it, he talks about who changed it, yeah. But the motive behind it, he doesn't get into. Because a lot of that is speculation, and this is not a trial, right? But, you know, we don't know there's there's actually even more investigation still going on that could address that. But but I would have liked to have seen them take a shot at saying, here's why these people acted the way they did. You know, 
Flynn lies. Why did Flynn lie? They never explained why Flynn lied when he didn't have to. What he did was perfectly legal. They, they, they were freaked out a little bit about the Logan Act, which, you know, it was 1770-something that says you can't influence U.S. foreign policy as a citizen, and the transition team wouldn't have qualified for that, right? But nobody's ever been prosecuted. I mean, it's... So they were kind of weirded out about the Logan Act, even though, you know, I think Mueller even says we, we weren't looking at anybody in, in that way. You know, the FBI wasn't. So that would be one possible, like, reason that Flynn would want to lie. But that's even, even if he knew that the Logan Act was a thing, because no one's ever been charged with it. So I, I, I thought the, the depth, as I read the Mueller report, one of the things that I'm disappointed about is the depth of the report. You know, to, to me, if you watched Rachel Maddow for the last two years, you could have written that report. Mm-hmm. It's all it's all been on the news already. Yeah, there's very little in it that's that's new, and uh, um, you know that's where I you know more grand jury testimony or um, you know hearing from Flynn himself through the investigation the investigators. Well, then why did you lie, right? Why what would he say? You know because we wanted to because Trump asked me to because he wants to build Moscow Tower at the end of his presidency. Right, I mean that's the way I look at well, I think it. Even he thought he wasn't going to win, so some of that stuff was don't rock the boat too much to make it look like we're trying to win too right, hard. Right, that right. we're we're right. okay with losing and we'll still make this ton of money. Well, so, that, so. That's a good point because I, I think you're correct in that they probably didn't believe they were going to win. So let's just do all we can. Let's lay the the ground to cash in on the tower when we lose. Hillary gets the White House and I get Russia. $300 bazillion. Yeah. Dollars or well, then they win favor with, with the Russians when they are ready to do whatever they want to. And they're going to be like, hey, remember that one time I helped you to do this? And then they, they have their golden ticket for that whole country. Um, the other thing that I think is really interesting uh, on the report is you mentioned you know Rachel Maddow and her timelines and, you know, uh, how much has already been reported? The media did a really good job in the last two years. You mean I mean, the fake news? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they really nailed this thing, and 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 they were by and large they were fair and they were accurate. And I just posted, I think I posted, I, I shared on our on our IM thing, the article about how it's on your MySpace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that a shot? <laughs> um, uh, do we have Wi-Fi? No. Let's have done in a secure bunker. Uh, uh, about how the, the media, because they were so good at reporting so many of the things that this administration campaign transition team were doing, probably stopped further collusion because so much was getting surfaced. And, you know, uh, Flynn is another good example. He was trying to work that nuclear deal or something with somebody. And because these things happen, and or because they, you know, were exposed, it actually put the kibosh on what would have even been worse collusion by the Trump team. And you got to believe that's true. Oh yeah, this, oh, yeah. the fact that you were looking at it, it's just like if you see a cop, you're not speeding, right. but you're still going to slow down. Yeah, and same. that's the, the. I think that was the the saw everybody on the news was the right story after right story. So they're just like, well, maybe we should stop. <laughs> What was the what was the little blurb that they had the day that it launched the that Trump was quoted as 
I slumped oh, back in my chair. <laughs> yeah, like, as soon as he found out that Mueller was the, the one assigned to the investigation, he was like, I'm fucked. This is the end of my presidency. Yeah, that mean that distills a lot of confidence in everybody yeah. in the room. Yeah. yeah. Innocent people say things like that all the time. Yeah, <laughs> sure. They're not running the country. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I just think it's funny, like, in that report, too, they're saying, like, everybody just ignored him. <laughs> yeah. Like, the grumpy old man in the corner, like, done. No one ignores just, my order. Just, yeah, just don't, Isn't just that don't do that. what he said? No one ignores. Yeah, that's what he said after, when they called him out on that. With the chopper in the background. <laughs> With so much Aquanet. It's like watching <laughs> Apocalypse Now. Aquanet. <laughs> you know, I... I wouldn't say I'm ready to pass the bar exam after reading the Mueller report, but I did learn a few things. One of the, one of the things that I learned, and I think it needs to be addressed by law, is you know when they were talking about the Trump Tower meeting and the Russians going to them, uh, and uh, for the Trump Tower meeting, uh, they were going to meet uh, to give the dirt on Hillary, right? And to me, that always said, well, you're trafficking in stolen materials. And that is why that would be against the law. And if you knowingly take that kind of material, you know, then you're also breaking the law. A data and non-tangible items are not considered in that law of trafficking stolen materials. You can, you can steal someone's emails and sell them or move them around, and that is not against the law in terms of stolen goods. The hacking is against the law, obviously, but the trafficking of stolen goods doesn't apply. And, and Mueller talks about that. And, and, I, and, and that's one of the things that's always been bothering me. It's like, well, that's got to be against the law to accept stolen e- emails from somebody. And it's really not. Doesn't that, though, affect the emoluments clause? Because the emoluments clause says you can't... Emoluments. Am I saying it wrong? What's Never mind. Emmanuel. Never mind. <laughs> Kiefer Southern. <laughs> you guys will get that yeah, next yeah. week. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. So good. Like, yeah. So good. No, they they did they did address that though. That because they didn't know it was illegal, it's still illegal if they did get campaign contributions like that. They did address it that they just didn't want to pursue them for that because the fight would have been so long. And, and difficult to prove that they knew that that was bad other than common sense, that they just didn't want to have that legal battle. Well, it's, a, it's another thing that, that comes up in the report a number of times. And again, this is where I, I, didn't, I didn't know this was the case. And, and it was um, knowingly and willfully breaking the law. Apparently, there are laws that you can break, but if you don't know you're breaking the law, you're okay. And I, I always thought that ignorance of the law is no excuse. That's kind of the way I have mm-hmm. always interpreted. But no, knowingly and, and willfully have to be a, a, a part of the uh, prosecution. Well, well, isn't that what um, Mueller basically said about um, Don Jr.? That he was so stupid, he didn't realize <laughs> yeah. in the Trump meeting what he was actually being offered. I other, mean, than, other than all the emails leading to, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, I don't, I don't see face. how that like, exonerates him. I don't see how that uh, how that would exonerate anybody. 
right? If, 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 if you break the law, even if you don't know that it's a law, I mean, you might get a more lenient sentence, but you still broke the law. Not even as much as a slap on the wrist and even a fine yeah. to say that wasn't right. I could see not jail time for something severe, but right. in that case. And, and the, other, the other thing that Mueller talks about in, in terms of the difficulty, I think he puts all this stuff in sort of that category of why it was difficult to indict or charge anybody on the collusion side. Um, and, and that is... Conspiracy side. Yes. Quit saying that word. <laughs> um, you can't accept something from a foreign government in terms of a gift of value. Is how, how do you place a value on information? And, and, you know, again, these are things that probably ought to be addressed because a lot of what Mueller states in his report is these are the constraints that I'm working in. So he wasn't, he didn't have the ability to write new law, you know, even so far as, as going so far as to say that he's not going to indict a sitting president. He worked within that realm as well, which we don't think he should have. No. Right. I mean, he should have, he should have tested that theory. I believe so. That absolutely. He should have tested that theory. But, you know, he, he was working within the frame of what laws are on the books. You know, trafficking stolen emails is not uh, on the books right now. You know, you have to be knowingly and willfully breaking the law. And information doesn't really have a, a tangible value to it. And, and so those were the reasons why he, he didn't really pro- go after prosecution on the conspiracy when side. you say value do, do you think it was because you can't put like a dollar yeah amount yeah. on yeah. an email that that's what they meant by that? yeah imagine these yeah. laws are made before emails are even a thing so they they probably don't say uh, this email is worth one dollar even they if they do modernize a law they would almost have to say any email of any context would have to be x value to then, if you give them thirty thousand emails, it's thirty thousand dollars of a con- correct contribution. Yeah, you, so you almost the, get into that sort of nuts and bolts, which that's that's messy, right? Right. That that's not clean. They, yeah, it's no different than a whisper of somebody down the hall telling you something. It's still valuable information, but is is it a dollar value? Some of it's priceless if they had. So should we have laws that then, you know, are in that broad sense that can be interpreted by courts and juries and judges to say? You know, you can't have, um, you can't be provided information, not just dollars, but, or gifts, but you can't be provided information from foreign sources. Well, even like you're talking about the, the Logan Act, you almost have to put those dummy laws on the book to be able to prosecute said things. You have mm-hmm. to be able to say, this is a law, even though it's not enforced 100% of the time, but that's still something you can throw at somebody if they're looking at jail time or. Yeah. I don't know if it came up in the report or not, but the the time when Trump basically invited the Russians to hack Hillary Clinton, yes, yeah. wouldn't you think that that would be enough, like a call to action to say, here, commit this illegal crime on my behalf? And That's volume two. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Am I skipping ahead? Sorry. No, 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 no. You're jumping Actually, volume. that's the crossover. That It's mentioned in both volumes. Transition. Yeah. It is mentioned in both That volumes. seems like the thing that, that I would focus on. I mean, you can't, like you said, you can't nail down a, a dollar amount to an email, but we can say flat out, it's illegal to hack... You know the DMC, or, or even so. just incite said things. If you sure. yell fire in a crowded movie theater, that's still inciting a, a mass panic itself. Exactly. Or that's that, illegal. Or if you tell somebody, I, I really hope 
my neighbor's garage doesn't burn down and then it burns down, <laughs> like who should they be looking at first? Is it ethical to say movie in a crowded firehouse? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Always. On the, I, on the thing about going after for emails, well, then they know that afternoon there was an attempt to hack hours later. Hillary's emails. And well, that was the first attempt. Right. But what's interesting exactly. was they knew what the domains were. And Mueller says in the report, HillaryClinton.com, that they, he hasn't been able to ascertain how the Russians knew what those domains were after Trump said, look for Hillary's 30,000 emails. And they went right after her, her server again. And, and how did they know what those domains were? Because they weren't published. And he, he's not been able to find a link there. But then I'm like, keep going. Find it. Find out how right. the Russians learn what those domains are. Like I said, there's oh. all that gray there where they talk to each other, but through the news at certain points. The, uh, the other thing that, again, I just think that he ought to be digging deeper was when Trump said that the 2016 sanctions that Obama placed, that they were going to unravel during the transition. So right before Obama left, he hit the Russians with a bunch of, with a bunch of sanctions. And then, you know, Flynn calls up uh, Chris Liak and says, you know, don't retaliate, right? But what Trump says in the report and what he says to Mueller basically was they didn't want to have the transactions because of the sanctions. They didn't want to have the sanctions because it would harm U.S.-Russian relations. Well, of course, that's the whole point of having Duh. sanctions, right? And so to me, again, the, 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 the deeper question is why doesn't Trump want to have those, that, 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 that rub spot with, with Russia then, right? I mean, what's, why, is he, why doesn't he want to harm Russia after they've harmed us, mm -hmm. you know? That, again, goes back to the motives, right? He wants to build a freaking tower there. That's really, I mean, and, and so then there's the corruption that's, that leads to the collusion, which is all conspiracy. Well, and without seeing his financials, too, that, that's always been the question is, does he not want to hurt them because he has money tied up or loans tied up? And yeah. they're just always, why is he being so nice? And he's all about money and his image. Well, I mean... The Mueller report says zero about his finances. So, right. In my opinion, they've dished it off to somebody else, and one of those hopefully one of those redacted fourteen or twelve of fourteen other um, investigations. Yes, yeah. is hopefully that. And I and I think the counterintelligence part of the report, Mueller says nothing about that, and that's actually what spawned the entire mm -hmm. thing hopefully that will also include the reasons for what you just said mm -hmm. the, the finances and all that kind of thing well they're saying that you can't do anything about investigations in the state of new york anyways so that's where they think they're ultimately going to get him and anything is going to be the state of new york yeah outside the federal system yeah. you know so he can't pardon himself right <laughs> you know. which you know he probably will he probably will i think he'll attempt to Sure. Uh, well, you know, the frustrating thing about Trump is he does it. Stupid <laughs> is as stupid does, I, I, and he'll I, do he, it. I mean, you say he's going to attempt to. Well, he'll do it, and then no, nobody will push back. I don't, I don't think he, he, it would come down to him doing it. I think it would come down to Pence doing it. 
if he does for any reason, because they would lead to any sort of impeachment, he would almost wait until, or somebody smarter than him will say, wait until Pence is there, and and then let Pence pardon him. I I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. I see impeachment happening. I don't see removal happening. No, not yeah. So then, there's nothing to pardon. Would, would would somebody be going after Trump post election and say yes. we're 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 we're, we're going to bring you up on obstruction of justice charges, obstruction charges? Even then, he, he'll have till November to December or till January when. A new president would he could literally step down an hour before his presidency ends, and then have Pence pardon him. Why don't you think he'll just yeah. try and pardon himself? Or well, that, that's, <laughs> that's what, what I think he would do. That would be yeah, he could try to do that. But even in all sense, though, that would be the smartest move to nobody fight that because it's it would be somebody else pardoning him, not himself. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I kind of agree with Blatto. I, I think he'll try and pardon oh. himself just. Because no one's ever done it before, and it'd be the bigly thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> I think he'll get challenged, though. I don't yeah. think it's going to. Well, happen. okay. Right now, he's he's ignoring subpoenas. He's telling witnesses they don't have to go in front of Congress. He's defying the treasury. Uh, um, you know, his turning over his taxes, mm-hmm. and there. This is the problem with Trump. There's never consequences. Never. So you know. We can say, well, there's the right thing, and there's the law, and there's the legal aspect, but it 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 it, it doesn't seem to affect him. That's why, I mean, it, it's a downer to think that people are above the law this way, but right now, that's what he's proving. And you know what's amazing is all this stuff is coming out in the report, most of which we already knew, but mm-hmm. it, it's being confirmed through this report, right? So who's like one of the biggest actors in the report? Don McGahn. Mm-hmm. In once again, in plain sight, what is the president's doing? He is retaliating against a witness, which, by the way, carries a ten-year prison sentence. Mm-hmm. He's doing it in plain sight, and no one does anything to him about it. Right? Do you know what right, I'm saying? Right. He did the same thing against Colin. Well, this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, he's doing it. It's like he's. He's facing all these possible charges and accusations, and yet what does he do? Because nobody is holding him accountable, he just does it again. Yeah, not a problem. I feel like he's not afraid of anything, though. He's not afraid anything's going to happen to well, him because he's gotten away with it for so long. Because nothing does happen nope. to him. Yeah. And yeah. In, in the Senate is the biggest problem in all of this. Correct. Be, because those chicken shit mofos, not a single one of them has a backbone. And are trying to stand up and do something right for the country instead of for their party. Or they're just chicken shit. They're afraid of one person. And this is the biggest coward possibly on the planet. Uh-huh. And they're afraid of this guy. What? what? Well, I think that they're trying to hold out even politically. Even if, let's say, he does get a second term. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think we all should yeah, open my mouth a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think they're just trying to hold out politically till he's gone. To try to fix any sort of the so damage. you think they think he's going to lose twenty twenty? I I think so. Think? I think like Lindsey Graham, somebody like him. I think they're being silent because if they rock the boat, they put their their own positions in jeopardy. That they either he's going to win, which then you're still okay technically, or a Democrat's going to get in there, and then you could still you still have the majority, and then you can 
do whatever you want with them on their side. So it's easier to sit back and let him throw his tantrum and see if he either loses or fight the next guy at the easier at the easier fight than to go up against him and maybe potentially lose your Senate seat and have him put even higher Trumpster into that and go fight in their states. Yeah, that's that's a problem. These guys are all playing the odds on their reelection. Yes, yeah, and that's, it's they, all because about they po- need Trump's thirty-five percent psycho uh, constituency for mm-hmm. them to get reelected. In in he mentioned Lindsey Graham and McConnell. Both those assholes are up for reelection. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the most beautiful thing ever to see those two flushed? Oh yeah, and yes. but they're in pretty safe districts, and like oh, I said, that's course. that's Kentucky. where states, right? Yeah, states, but uh, they they're in that safe enough thing where they can outlast him, be it yes. two years or six years, they can outlast him. They can right. still be in those positions. So then it's all about how how strong is the party, and that's that's what McConnell is mm-hmm. always working towards. You and know? that's what they've been so good at for so long is sticking to the same talking points over and over again. And being able to just fall in line with their party and, you know, they don't have to think about the issues or anything like that. Well, they'll, they'll even do, just fall in line. do the same thing as any of his staff is. They just don't listen to him or don't do what they what he wants them to do. No. Just like healthcare. That's why he was so mad at McCain is he didn't vote his healthcare plan into effect. So then he went after him. Right. I was pretty disappointed in the report that they never interviewed Don Jr., and I don't, I don't quite get that. Again, why wouldn't you? Enter, he's a key player in this Russian collusion thing. He was talking to WikiLeaks directly. He was interfacing with Stone, and never interviewed. And that boggles the mind. It does. It really does. Yeah. It's and and so what was Mueller's? You think he pushed out? I think he. Yeah. I think he really did it in in, in many ways. He might have just been like waiting to be shut down at any minute, too. Like it could have been all over the place and not set on. Well, one you goal. know what's interesting is in the report he says that he had the right to interview Trump, that to subpoena right. Trump and interview him, and it's like, so he believes that. So why didn't he do it? What well, can I interject? Uh, well, I'll also tell you what he said. Why he didn't? <laughs> well, just something that came up yesterday. Did you see the Wapo report about Rosenstein? Yes. Yeah. To your point. Yeah. But to your point. To about your Ro- point. About, to Ro- no, about Rosenstein. About Rosenstein. You're asking he had the right to interview Trump, but why didn't he? Maybe Rosenstein said, you're not going to do it. And Mueller being the Boy Scout mm. just falls in place and says, Maybe. okay, I'm going to follow DOJ chain of command, and I'm just going to sit on my hands. It was a silent no and not a broadcasted no, you can't. And you and I talked about yes. this on, yeah. on the phone, and, and I told you that... Now when I see Rosenstein, I see a much squirrelier fellow. Much, you know. <laughs> he seemed like a nice average guy before. Now I see him. I've, I've face looks a little different now. I, I've heard it said about his, his weakness is that he's weak. And, and, it, and at first, I thought he was an upstanding, maybe possibly one of the superheroes of this whole thing. But the but when you look back in retrospect, he is weak. You know what I'm saying? And and who's to say that back then Mueller wanted to pin Trump down, and Rosenstein said, "No, stay away from it." 
Yeah. And just in Muller, of course, would follow what he said. He would, yeah, absolutely would. Because yeah. he's the Boy Scout. Yeah. yeah, you took, yeah. You'll take the written answers on a McDonald's napkin. Then. With 30, <laughs> I don't recall. Yeah. <laughs> 37. Yeah. Uh, I, I, mean, think he, what, I think he put that in the name section. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall. <laughs> that one I believe. Uh, Above all. <laughs> yeah, Muller just said that um, he thought he had enough information, thought there was enough um, corroborating information, and he didn't want to prolong. And it, it would also add that much more time uh, to, to go through that legal battle. Which I don't care, you know. You know, I, I was never one of these people that felt like this thing had to wrap up on any kind of timeline whatsoever. I, 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 I mean, I guess six years would have been a little crazy. But, right. But I didn't feel like, okay, two years' time is up. I mean, you know, it's a, it was a really complicated problem, you know. Well, they and almost... So, it, it, it had so many tentacles to Well, it. they almost went after, like, a mob case, and you, those take yeah. a certain time to do. Like I said, if they want to go after... Certain things, but they at least they were kicking cases across to everybody else too, and not not just this report. Um, another thing that stood out it, when I read the report, um, you know, I, I don't know what people think about WikiLeaks and Julian Assange and whatever. And there were a lot of people that were very pro WikiLeaks when with with their original mission, right? And, and that was transparency. Well, there's a piece in the Mueller report, and I kind of remember it in the news, but it just it, 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 it sort of jumped out at me again that shows what a POS Assange really is. Because when they were questioning, the media started questioning him about was he working with the Russians to release these emails that were hacked by Russians? He was the one that floated out there again that maybe it was Seth Rich who put forth these, who, who, who hacked these emails and gave them to him, which he knows was a complete fabrication to, to, to blame a guy that was senselessly murdered and put his family through that. And I think to myself, wait a minute, aren't you the guy that's supposed to be about transparency? You know? No, just, it sounds like a little CYA there. But complete <laughs> yeah. BS. You, you know, you, you know you, whatever credibility you had with me or other people that thought WikiLeaks did do good things in terms of holding the powerful accountable and transparency, which was what their mission originally was. Now you're, you know, deliberately, you know, trying to sideline and, you know, you know, you know look over there kind of thing uh, on stuff that you know about. And I thought, what a, what a piece of garbage, especially the way he did it. I don't know. I'm, I'm still on the obstruction piece. I haven't quite got through that, but it's, it's clear, right? I mean, it's, it's clear mm -hmm. what, what Mueller's saying in the report, that this really should be handled by Congress and it really is illegal. I just wish he would have said that because then we could cut to the chase and yeah. not be going through the gyrations. Would Congress do anything about it? If Mueller, if Mueller said, there's clear obstruction here, but I'm following the DOJ memo, so, Congress, you need to impeach so then I can charge him. <laughs> if, if he would have said that, do you think Congress would be acting any different? Well, that's not what I, that's not what I meant. I'm just saying I just... Well, why wish, not? Why couldn't he say that, right? But, no, yeah. but I'm just saying I just wish he would have spelled it out clearly that I'm handing this to Congress to get past 
the whole bar in Rosenstein getting involved in it, which they should have never, in my opinion. Yeah, he he couldn't do that though. That 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 wasn't part of his mission. Why not? He he, he could. No, no, he had to, he had to send the report to the to the attorney general first. I mean that that. Well, that's why they rushed to get Barr in there, like the, yes. right. But yeah. but that he was never going to go outside that process. I'm just saying that he could have. He was pretty clear about the criminal acts of obstruction that Trump committed. You know, he, he could have been more clear about what Congress should do about it, maybe. I agree. Well, I, 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 I feel I the same thing where he just hinted at Congress needs to take some sort of action and he didn't really say what that action should be. But see, I, I don't think he, he could come out and flat out say it for the same reason he couldn't indict him, for the same reason he couldn't say, I, I believe he's committed a crime. He... he because he was trying to be such a Boy Scout, stay within the parameters of the DOJ, he wasn't going to take a hard opinion on it. I don't think he could you do had it. To be, you had to be on both sides of that fence to, to show, not show bias. And right. you can't come out ringing the bell like, we got him. And say. Right. Especially there's the other supposed uh, policy, right, of, of, of the DOJ that says we don't publicly indict people that we don't indict you know right i you mean of course that didn't apply for comey and hillary right with 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 all that which which really if you think about that that's so, where so much of this started yeah comey he, he totally effed up when he did that and i remember we don't want to sideline the topic too much here but i remember <laughs> watching that live and my job i don't even know anything about fbi policy or doj policy or but I'm just watching it, and I'm like, this is not right. This is not his role. This is not supposed yeah, it, to be going down this was, way. Was that like two weeks, nine days before yeah. the election? Yeah. He has yeah. a press conference. When have you last seen an FBI director have a press conference? <laughs> about well, somebody, well, about, about something they're not doing. Right, exactly. <laughs> this is this is what we're not going to do. This person's very bad. Well, Ian just is saying that she acted improper in what she did. Like for you to come out against against the candidate at that point, you're saying that they did something that wasn't right, but not I mean, legally not right. Mueller doesn't really even say that. He just puts he just he just puts it you know against the the criteria of the law, mm. right? So he, he doesn't even say really Trump was a bad person. He just says. You know, here was his obstructive act. Here's was the nexus of that act. Here's what his intent was to do it. You know, and uses that construct of the law. You know, uh, Comey didn't do anything like that. No. <laughs> you know, he it, it it was filled with of, of opinion. It seemed like right, um, but that's why again Mueller doesn't say that Trump is a bad. You know, criminal. <laughs> I, I, You're so disappointed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's speechless. I'm a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I do think, and I, I, I want you to put yourself in the future for a second. Let's say, you know, a new like president comes in. Oh, that's the past. And a new president comes in. Uh, Democrat president comes in in 2020 and they go after Trump for these obstruction acts and put him in jail. Good thing or bad thing? Like, would you, 
do we really support the idea of locking up political opponents, even when they clearly break the law in those matters that are political? I think he See, would, you, you're framing it wrong. You're may, saying, I probably am. I'm you're just, saying opponents. That has nothing to do with what he did. No, no, I, I get that. I get that. But he's still, that's still what he is, and it still was wrapped up in political you don't, acts. You don't want blue, was, blue versus red. Is, I, it should be right and wrong. I mean, right, right. Then blue that's what, versus red. Right, and, that, and that's and exactly what you say that all yeah. the time. Right. No, what, because I'm, I'm fine with impeachment when, they, when, when the that's a Congress people. It's a political. Right, but when Congress says, you know, it'll do more harm to the country than good, and we've got to bring people together, and impeachment won't do that. Screw that, right? Impeach. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he broke the law. So built it. Bill Clinton there, there, did There's far, a lot of things that he's done that he should be impeached for. You know, mm-hmm. I, I agree. Even things that aren't even against the law. He's unfit for office. I mean, uh, we'll just start with that, right? He's, yeah. You know, but he is. Uh, <laughs> he can eat a quarter pounder like nobody. But, but else. I do. I, I do think it would Hamburg. be very. I still say no it would be very strange times to lock him up. Well, I think he would love, just like Stone, you see it right now, he loves that he's in that limelight of people going after me. I don't think Trump likes that. Well, he would, yeah, Stone loves it, but I think think Trump would like the fight, and then if he ultimately got out for some reason, like that would be his, he would be the martyr for any of the, those people like, see, we don't want a Trump case all over again. The best thing to go after him for would be fines. Charge him money. Yeah, that's hurt him in his pocket. That's what he all cares well, about. His image. Yeah, name someone in his pocket. It's his image. Um, and yeah, his brand. It's his power. Is where you hurt a person like that. I think if we get the smoking gun and we have the tax returns that show very clearly, you know, money coming in and going out to Russia during the right timeline. If that all comes to light after the fact, and it's you know Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders or whoever it is. Uh, that decides to push that button and and prosecute him. I think that sends an important message that nobody is above the law and that that kind of you know mm-hmm. behavior I, I, has a consequence. And no, I, I know, think we, no matter at, what, at some point we need that, right? Yeah. I mean, and 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 Trump is as bad a person as there is, so you know maybe it has to be applied to him. Um, you, you know, I mean, all the Trumpsters out there um, and Obama haters and Hillary haters, you know. Do we sound like them? You know, like why isn't same, yeah. why isn't Obama locked up? You know, he, all sure. he did was break the law in their minds. Right, right. This is what they believe, sure. right? Why isn't Hillary locked up? Right, mm. she Benghazi. You know, <laughs> right. I mean, and well, what, and let's make a bumper sticker. You know, and and we know our facts are right. There's wrong. Yeah, there are facts. That's right. Was there alternate facts? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are. <laughs> That was established very early in his presidency that alternate facts were something that was real. Well, I definitely think they should. If if they can indict him, I think they should. And personally, I don't care about party. If they found something on Obama, indict him too. Sure. That is honestly how I feel. Clinton, I don't care. Yeah. Because I'm all about right and wrong. You know, of course we have political leanings, but... You, you you gotta do what's right, regardless of who it affects, and just take your lumps, you know. Right. These are the people you put there, and 
So. Well, they have, you'll always have that video clip 20 years later of the other party saying the exact opposite of what they did right now. And then they'll be like, oh, you got to lock up said president because they did this. But they were championing the last one years ago. I think that is important that we stick to those kind of things because that is what would separate us. Like, it should. If there's, if there, you know, if we're trying to be on the side of truth and transparency and we say, well, maybe don't look at Hillary too closely on her emails or any of that kind of stuff, like, no, I think, I think you're exactly right. We should. Breaking the law is breaking the law. Yeah, right. I mean, it, doesn't until, what, the law. it doesn't matter what letters next law. to your name. Until we get truthful people that are willing to break the law, well, we'll keep putting them in jail. But, but breaking the law isn't always breaking law. What I mean by okay, that... Okay, Giuliani. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're good. What he means by that is not is prosecutorial discretion. So people break the law, but they don't always get prosecuted. Even even sure. lower level. Yeah. Not all the time, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, 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 you know... So at... at, at does it get into that gray area of like what's acceptable and what's sure. not acceptable, right? I mean, obstruction of justice on whether or not, I mean, Mueller says there wasn't an underlying crime because he's not prosecuting an underlying crime, right? The law says, hey, you know, you can still commit obstruction and in investigation even if there's no underlying crime. But how serious then is the obstruction then? You know, you know yeah, it's gray areas, well, right? I think, too, the country's going to be burnt out if we do get a Democrat in the White House. Like, how far is it going to keep going until everybody's like, we're just sick of hearing about him? You're going to lose, everybody's going to lose interest fairly quick, I think, as soon as you think out. in today's world, yeah. you lose interest yeah. quick? Yeah. A little bit, like <laughs> yeah. a podcast. Uh, <laughs> I got bored 45 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, We're talking about the Mueller report. It's been out nine days. Yeah. Already, you know? But I just yeah. think as soon as soon as he's so out, lame. as soon as he's out, I think people are gonna want something quickly done, a year or two, and then just not have to talk about him anymore. Well, and at some point that that should happen yeah. though is, I, I want to get past like the Trump era. Like, yeah, if they're gonna press charges against them or indict them, do it. Push it through, well not push it through, but <laughs> go through the process as you should, and then let's move on with trying to repair some of the damage that's been going on. Mm. Agree. And if, and, if, and if there are grounds to indict them and you don't, what are you doing? You're opening the door for more horseshit. Uh, so, just with what we have today, yeah. clearly he's obstructed justice. Absolutely. So he should yeah. be indicted in, in two years. If he loses the election... Should be indicted after he's impeached. If if he, he was impeached. And, and removed from office, would you indict him? I think if he broke the law, indict him. Regardless of do you think what he broke the law? led up to Do you it. think he broke the law? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay, so it's you're saying that. I, so you're saying that. I think even as a president, you are a citizen, and that by automatically doesn't matter your station, if you're a judge, a president, etc. It, it a gets back to who's above the law. Exactly, and that's what no, I this piece of garbage. Is, no, he's not. Well, he's he not above the law. But if you own a company and you break the law, they don't say, mm, we're going to wait well, until this quarter's over and that's, before and, we're going to... Well, that's where I... Well, it's, it's the DOJ memo yeah. that's, that's memorandum mucking all of this up. Because if you listen to... Rachel well, and, Maddow, and don't forget, and the Senate. <laughs> and it's between those two things that puts the rest of the world in the box. What? The Senate. Oh, the, the Republican Senate. Senate, you know, because if we had a, if we had a Democratic Senate... Then removal 
might have even happened before this. Yeah, might. there's so many more things yeah. before this yeah. report. One thing I'd like to say, just, just so, sort of a non sequitur, but because we're talking about Barr and the Mueller report and all that, it, it was just, and it doesn't really even follow the train of thought we've been having, but I wanted to bring it up, is you remember when Barr came out in that press conference and he was talking about, or, or no, 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 it was the this, um, House uh, committee thing he was in front of. The oh, okay. yeah, yeah. And he was talking about how Mueller and his team had spied. Oh, right. On, you, on, yeah, on the term. On the yeah. campaign and yeah. the blah, blah, blah. Well, this week they had that Maria Boutini thing. Mm-hmm. She, she was charged with um, not registering, registering as a foreign agent. But she was spying and she was not charged with spying. But yet we have Barr coming out and yeah. saying that Mueller and all those guys were spying on him. And it's such total bullshit because Barr knows better. Yeah. He should know better. No, no, Barr's just a And he's, he's using... Yeah, yeah, but that just totally pissed me off that he would use that term. And yeah. here we are. We've got somebody dead to rights. Mm-hmm. A Russian, Maria Butina, who was spying, <laughs> and, and the prosecutors are not using that term. If you're an unregistered foreign agent... You're an you're a spy. <laughs> what else are you doing? And if you're a registered foreign agent, you're, probably you're a spy. Uh, you know. But what? this is what they do. Like they 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 find out what's coming next, what the next hit's going to be, and they try to put something out there to soften the blow. It's the whole we just hammer no collusion, no collusion, mm-hmm. no collusion yeah. for months. No, five times. <laughs> you have yeah. to say it five so times. Five, no collusion, no collusion, no collusion. You missed it. Yeah. Or Kellyanne Conway shows up with a <laughs> leprechaun outfit. But, but that's just it. I mean, Mars press conference you know, before the report. If yeah. we're going to take some flack about spying, we better put something on the other side so that we can well, get make this easy to just. Th- there was legitimate spying it. happening. Uh, what was it? Like Holland or something? Like some other com- uh, country was spying on the Russians and they caught talking to U.S. persons. And that's how they end up t- going after, was it Papadopoulos or. or Ultimately, the, we were, yeah, Papa uh, Apple's thing was in London with an Australian. Yeah, Australia. Yeah, I knew it was some other <laughs> some other random country that they were spying on the bad guys, and then they picked up somebody from Trump. <laughs> we'll see we? what happens next, but in the meantime, we go to the next beer. Yep, bottoms up, y'all. Bottoms up. And what is the next beer, Nobs? Since you're providing the beverages for today, dive uh, headfirst into the treasure trove. Yes. I allow you. <laughs> also, give permission. Also, knows my fridge. <laughs> uh, I have a Founders Dirty Bastard Scotch Style Ale. Yeah, Daddy Bastard. Clocking in at eight point five percent. All right, oh, far yes. from kissing our sisters. Here we go. Good bottoms up beer. Yep. Moving into our brother area. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's fifty IBUs. Don't, don't go there again. <laughs> I listened to that last week and I was like, I, I, I want to erase all this. From, what, what's 15? What's that? Yeah, it, it's all real awkward. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to love awkward. We ought to make a yeah. chart, you know, yes. kind of like the Kama Sutra uh, chart, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> here's, here's your 4.5, here's your 5.5, here's your 6. No, this is here's uh, your 12.2, and, you know, you've got the livestock nervous. It's going to be a family tree. Yeah. <laughs> One branch. Was it a branch? <laughs> yeah. Just create that and throw that up on the web. I don't want to know what that, who's on the, either end of those branches. <laughs> All right, so back to the uh, beer in hand. 
So, the Same Founders Dirty beer. Bastard. Uh, it's a popular beer, right? Yeah, real popular. Mm-hmm. Eh, eh, oh, it's eh, eh, another eh. one. <laughs> Can be found uh, just about in yep, trade. any Merci. quality beverage store. So, it is nice and rich in the pour. Great so, uh, color. Scotch style ales are what, like Scotty Karate and uh, Final Absolution, right? Mm-hmm. So look, that's malty is. Look at how it brings up that etching. And the nice head on that. So yeah, buddy. Too we 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 have found that it's it's difficult sometimes to get good head on the beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please, please, so. please, okay. <laughs> Come on, Come on. we are adult beer drinkers here. I'm right. having more trouble yeah, than I'm, usual. I see. I've got no head. When you here. take beer seriously as we do, you can't. Yeah, you we don't. We don't snicker adult. anymore. <laughs> the thought of good head. Of course we don't. <laughs> Kissing our sisters. <laughs> Speak for yourself. But, uh, bottoms up. Bottoms up. Let's give it a go. Oh, I missed like four of you guys. Come on. There you go. Mm. To me, this is a Hall of Fame beer, so... Yeah, right, you know, you knew ahead of time, right? No, no, I didn't know he was getting this ahead of time, but uh, I've drank this for many years. I right, like yeah. Uh, it's almost one that we eventually had to check off the list, yeah, right? Yeah, it was due. <laughs> you know, we you see to. it on the shelf, and you're like, okay, we haven't done this one, but how come we haven't? Because mm-hmm. we've all had it before, um... But it is certainly tasty. I would say it's probably one of more the popular Michigan craft brews. But, um, it's you good. Know why? Just because people like to swear when they. Talk. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. That's half. Yeah, of bastard. Right. G- give me a dirty bastard. Me, <laughs> uh, give me a bastard. Right, like that. Yeah, come on, fuzzy. You don't mind. Who's got Who's got their Scottish on right now? <clears throat> Well, you're all but. wearing kilts right now. So. <laughs> all right, who has thanks had, for the Thanks for the costume change. I have not had this beer before. Okay, so what do you think? Well, I was afraid to try it because I've only ever had one Scotch-style ale, and it was disgusting. What was it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. You say Scotch-style? I remember karate? where I got it, go but down. I don't remember what it, what it was. <laughs> you booted out. I'm just I bought it at Wolverine Market, and I just looked like a cool label, and I don't remember what it was, but not for, it was not for me. Okay. What about this okay. one? This is pretty good. I think yeah. it's pretty good. I don't have anything bad to say about it. Take another. Drink I right would. Now. <laughs> I right would. Now. I mean, it's not my style. It's not what I would choose, but I would have another one. Well, there you go. Well, that's, that's, that's the criteria. That's, 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 that's a for me. That's a, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you don't have to commit right now. Well, I went back after the one we had last. The last one got better over time. Clark Griswold, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> I, I do like it. It's a smoother beer. Uh, I'm more for like dark natural beers uh, itself, so mm-hmm. uh, it's drinkable and talkable. It's something you can take take a drink and continue to have a conversation around it, and not be overly spiced. Or uh, there's a lot of like bourbon air uh, uh, styles that you just mm-hmm. you get hit with a, such a strong alcohol taste that you don't want it anymore. But like I said, you can just sit here and just drink it. Yeah, so. it, it, it doesn't. Compl- it's malty, but it doesn't completely leave out the hops. Mm-hmm. There's enough here, I think, for everyone. I'd, I'd rather have the malts turn down just a little bit. I think. No, but no. to me, <laughs> but it is for me. Yeah, I, I love Scotch but, ales, and it's it's on my list. Fuzzy. Uh, it's it's not for me uh, per se. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I was definitely more a fan of that. Was that M forty M forty three? Yeah, that was IPA. nice. That was nice. All right. Again, I'm not. So we know what you yeah. said. I'm a, I'm a non beer guy, so take that right. everything that I've said with a big old grain of salt. If it doesn't have but, an umbrella, uh, it's not for you. Yeah, I mean, throw <laughs> out like light. Now, if we crack open that fireball, yeah, this is a fireball <laughs> that Fuzzy's been eyeing out there for the last two hours. I'll put that away. Nobody wants yeah. a fuzzy fireball. <laughs> we might need to invent that today. The That'd fuzzy fireball. I like that. Is it orange juice and fireball? Hey, I try it. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of a couple of fifths of fireball at, at Knob's new place. Yeah. What a shocker, huh? He has, he yeah. has a pump yeah. fire pit. <laughs> the pieces are coming. Are all, <laughs> or what I would like to call the jungle gym. <laughs> Snow hunter proof hot damn. Show us your gold medal <laughs> when you stuck that landing. Yeah. It's, a little, it's a little singed. Yeah. <laughs> There is a four local in the fridge. <laughs> oh, uh. no. It's for me. Oh, you, Just know that. You yeah. guys should have a four. For me as well. You guys should have a four loco episode. Oh, it's God. not local. <laughs> it's not local. It will be a 20 minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your skulls hitting the floor. <laughs> Six hours of dead air. Ah, <laughs> uh, April Fools. You guys should, that's called it next year. BD ever guests, you should definitely do that. <laughs> yes. A couple things sort of happened today and a yesterday things, yes. that kind of pointed towards our kind of cultural topic. And um, and that was uh, my sister who lives in Seattle called me, uh, it was actually the day before yesterday, and was asking me about Detroit pizza because Detroit, air quotes, style pizza is starting to make a run around the rest of the U.S. Mm -hmm. as like a style of pizza that is preferred. And then uh, as part of our reward for for schlepping (laughs) Knobs' furniture in and out of... uh, Compensation. Yes, compensation, that's a better way to put it. We were treated to some excellent Mm Detroit-style deep dish pizza. pizza. So, you know, uh, I I think it, it, it kind of sets us up well to, to kind of talk about this regional pizza mm-hmm. thing and you know um, I have been a little uh, lacking on the fax man stuff right stat man because you're the stat man but this time I did a little bit more yeah. research to, to talk about regional pizza preferences and 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 what we know about regional pizza right because Certainly the first thing I, before even thinking of Detroit as being a, call it franchisable kind of pizza, mm-hmm. right? You know, the first two that come to mind are New York, Chicago. Right. Yeah, right? Those, yeah. are the, those are the big ones. The big two. All right. So when you think New York pie, what are you thinking? Thin, light, light sauce, crispy. Yeah. In large slices. Yeah. I always think a little more of a flappy yeah, not so crispy. Not so crispy, like but the crispy. thin. Yeah. The outer crust slices, can be a little. Floppy. I think it's only floppy because it's just so large. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. that's so why. Yeah, they're old. Yeah. Don't worry about this. That's what I think. Like you could fold it. Yeah, yeah. it's so floppy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Chicago, what do we think of? Deep dish. Yeah. Not no, pizza. It's, it's just thick all it's, sauce. It's pizza lasagna. Yeah, that's what it is. Sauce on top of a thick. 
It's like a pie piece. Well, even the pizza we just had was sauce on top style. Yeah. Well, no, I know yeah. that. Oh, yeah, I'm just saying Chicago. I'm saying when you go to Chicago, they just scoop it out. They're weirdos. They yeah. eat it with a fork. So. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm okay That's with like that. the biggest yeah. feature to me of Chicago pizza is it's too thick and too much sauce. It, it is literally a pie. It that's, is a pie. Yeah. To me, that's yeah. the good part about Chicago. I don't love, I don't love Chicago pizza unless I'm really in Chicago. Like I don't like Chicago style local pizza because mm-hmm. to me it doesn't taste like when you go to one of the brands in Chicago. But that's I love the sauce. It's always so good. So then the pie it tastes like pizza pie. Yeah. Like an our, actual our pizza favorite pie. when I lived in Chicago for a number of years was Lou Malnati's. I don't think Great. I had that one. Excellent pizza. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Deep dish stuffed Chicago pizza. The place we went, I think, started with a G. Gino's? Gear, gear Darling. Yeah, I think that's that one. Yeah. yeah. It was good. I loved they it. They give I... you a straw with it. <laughs> <laughs> give me a straw. Uh, not a plastic one, anyway. No, no. Metal straws for your pizza. Uh, and when I started reading about Detroit being a pizza thing... I wasn't quite sure which pizza they were talking about because I think there are two Detroit pizzas. And, you know, I think they're, they could equally kind of, you know, get, you know, their, their credibility, their, uh, um, you know, around the states, right? I mean, the one, the, when you look at most of the articles, and I'll post a bunch of them that I, I read, they talk about the buddy style, the kind that we had mm-hmm. today, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, what was the name of the place? Shout out to Water Tower Sports Pub. Great place. Is that Lexington? Lexington. Lexington. Lexington, Michigan. Yeah. Literally um, underneath of a water tower. Yes. <laughs> right. You find right, the right. water no, tower, I, you'll find I got, a, I got a, a better second picture of it. Uh, the lighting was a little bit better, so I'll post it. But that is uh, basically it's uh, square, thick, focaccia style crust. Sometimes it's actual focaccia dough or whatever, but sometimes it's not. But that's. That's what really makes that difference between, say, like the Chicago-style deep dish and the Detroit. And also, it's deep dish, but it's done in aluminum pans, not in the cast iron pans. Mm-hmm. And that's also a difference. It's just done in deeper pan, uh, deeper trays in Detroit, I and think not the pans. Yeah, I think we're, yeah, we're more considered a, a pan style uh, than a deep, deep dish. Like, Correct. Like a four-inch like thick. A yeah. Chicago yeah. crust is not thick. Right. Uh, well, it's not a thick it's crust. So it's, a t- it's a tall crust. Right. It's, it's a, a, t- a thick pizza it's, thin yeah. crust. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then Detroit pizza, then you put the toppings on the dough and then cover that with Wisconsin brick cheese is the cheese of choice for most. And then your sauce on top of that. So that's kind of the way it's layered up. And what It really is fairly unique. I mean, I always kind of just thought of it as being pizza, right? Because... You know, you know, you know. In China, do they call it Chinese food or do they call it food? Right? <laughs> it's funny. It's funny so, you say that. So in Detroit, we call it Detroit pizza. Or we just call it pizza. I didn't realize that was a Detroit thing See? until like two years ago. And I was in uh, Yellowstone at a hotel watching TV, and they had a special about Detroit style pizza. And I'm like, we talking about Detroit style pizza? <laughs> That's just fucking pizza. <laughs> like, what you, like, no, it's well, normal. So the other one, which I do think of as, as kind of being Detroit, but, but maybe, you know, it's also, quote-unquote, fast food pizza, is Domino's and Little, Little Caesars. Caesars. That's yeah. what I thought you meant when you said that in the first place. I, I mean, those are huge mega chains mm-hmm. throughout the whole country, but their roots are here in Detroit. And am I drinking fast enough for you in that? <laughs> <laughs> you... Mm-hmm. Nope, keep going. And uh, 
but I still, that was the biggest difference that I noticed when I moved to Chicago, that Detroit-style pizza of the dominoes and chains it's that medium thickness like it's i think it's hard to get that right meat not where it's a thin pizza not a deep dish or a stuffed pizza but just that it's more like your average cheese bread but then with toppings yeah Yeah. (laughs) right but it's that to me i i I like that whether it's uh i mean there's the low end which is little caesars and then you know we have you know also like jets which i think is really good pizza but you know but yet if you get a deep dish it's almost like a detroit style and i think it is I would say. Yeah, okay. I don't know if they put the sauce on top there, but uh, no, I prefer that. Uh, so when I started doing um, uh, some research on this, the Detroit style, which is what you, you know we've talked about, right? That is what really is known as Detroit style pizza. Um, Buddy's clover leaf, which we did have uh, oh, yeah. uh, prior oh, to yeah. podcast uh, was last, last week, week was yeah. was clover leaf pizza. Um, yep, uh, Buscemi's. Uh-huh. Is what, what do you say? It's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> They're not really a pizzeria either. No. I'll take a sub from there. Uh, I can't remember the last time I had a slice torpedo sub from <laughs> Buscemi's. And I, I went to high school with uh, one of the Buscemi's. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a Trumpster, so <laughs> <laughs> then I won't be getting I, any. I effing hate their pizza, <laughs> so we're boycotting Buscemi's and their subs. Oh, I love their subs. Nah, the uh, the baby subs. Yeah, are good. the torpedoes are, are actually pretty legit. Torpedoes are good. Yeah, torpedoes are good. Yeah. Uh, Buddy's was the one that was trying to really franchise out and spread the word about Detroit pizza. Are they, right, can are can they we stop for a second though? Let Let's just look at Buddy's pizza. Do you think it's that good? Yes. Do you think it's all that? I think, and I'm not talking because they're saying this Detroit style air quotes like you like to say. Is it? Do you like that? Pizza? I haven't. Do you like that pizza? I haven't had Buddy's in a while. Yes, I do like Buddy's pizza though. I, 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 their their pizza parlors were places that you know we went with the kids. You know, there was one up in Rochester. We'd go. They used to have this thing where the kids could make their own pizza, which was kind of cool. Like they'd bring up a sauce and the ingredients, and then they cook it. You know, oh, that's cool. Hmm. But yeah, I think it's pretty. good. I mean, are there better ones? Cloverleaf is better. Louis is better. Mm-hmm. Right, Louis. I agree on both of those. You, I like today's though. Today's is probably one of my favorite pieces. Yes. And, yeah. and, and today's fantastic. fantastic. Really good. Fantastic. Um, Green Lantern was good. We and had, Green, Green Lantern had that. We had yeah. two podcasts ago. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little surprised that Green Lantern wasn't mentioned in the article. At all. Should have been. Yeah, yeah but that's not the truth. articles. I should yeah, that's say. not. Uh, it wasn't the article. Is Buddy's nationwide now though? He'll get there. <laughs> He's <laughs> leading you down no, the path. Geez. No, it, no, they're actually struggling. Take my iPad. <laughs> they're, they're actually There's struggling no to try and, and and kind of own that space. That's what mm-hmm. they want to do. But other folks are beating them to it, and people are opening up Detroit-style pizza restaurants under their own names. So, for instance, there's one in Brooklyn called uh, Emmy Squared, and it's all. Uh, D-style pizza in Brooklyn and it's supposed to be the rage now, you know. Now, I'm going to be in Brooklyn in a couple weeks and I'm going to be looking up at, at Emmy Squared Pizza. Um, but, so so other people that uh, are transplanting, you know, out of Detroit and know the pizza, they're doing, you know. So Buddy's, they did recently try and sign a contract with somebody. That was in the article. It got a little complicated about what, what they were trying to do, but they're, they're trying to franchise out and 
and having limits at success. But they did talk about uh, places like Nashville and San Francisco and New York that are that have places specializing in Detroit pizza. Hmm. I've been in New York recently. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I have. You should tell us about it. I mentioned it. I'm surprised. Well, that, that's the nice part about pizza is it's, as a business owner, there's honestly probably not a whole lot of overhead at all times to keep that said things in stock. So if something's the rage and pizza's pretty democratic of where you get to pick what you want on it. So uh, <laughs> Well we need more socialism in pizza. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Only pineapple. AOC pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that's that's where I like I said people are being beat to the punch, but yeah, you have a franchise but it's not you can literally just go open up a store and start making pizzas if you have the right equipment right. with mm-hmm. not a huge over- overhead to get started with it. There's one in Chelsea in Manhattan. New York? Yeah. I, I think I walked by it last week. <laughs> called, Tell me about it. Called Lions and Tigers Squares. Which I think is a terrible name. Just a lame name. Uh, the worst why? pizza name <laughs> ever. Lions and Tigers Squares. What a dumb name. I mean, even from Detroit, I'm not even sure I would make the connection. I just now made it when you said. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I didn't make it. Uh, no. Fuzzy is now. Fuzzy's in They only got to add one word. It's lions and tigers and squares. Then no, yeah, like, yeah. now that I would yeah. buy. Oh my! Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, they just. just well, maybe. <laughs> wow. See, we just we can just go open the, the pizza yeah. chain there. <laughs> Lions and tigers and wings. <laughs> they should. Oh, well, I like wings. that too. That's fun. fantastic. How do you get a piston? <laughs> you don't. <laughs> well, that's maybe a piston. Hey, hey you you track it. go to Russia. And All right, don't, don't ask them what the sausage made out of. <laughs> uh, so on the Statman stuff, um, the D made thrillist best regional pizzas. Nice. We were number. Uh, we were in the USA Today's top five. Of regional pizzas, we were second in Taste of Home, whatever website that is. It's like the Coney Island thing, Taste of Home. No, the website was called Taste of Home. Right. They had Chicago ranked number one, so you're not gonna like that. Uh, all right. Go ahead. Uh, other places, uh, we were ranked fifth in Matador Network. Which whatever where that is. Where? MatadorNetwork.com. But we were in they fifth, just keep moving. But they the had side. they had New York and Brooklyn pizza above us, so that was like taking up two spots. And then I think they had Neapolitan above that, which is that's a pizza style, not a region. So I well, actually kind of think New York and Brooklyn different style of pizza. In that one article, it was yeah. Hmm. yeah. But there are other regional pizzas, and some of these I thought were were pretty radical pizzas. Um, the, the one that's most radical, okay, we'll start with that one, is, and these are all on a lot of the same list. So it's not just like one guy found this strange pizza, right? There's like Ohio Valley pizza. Wasn't that the one with the cold items? Yes. Ah, what? <laughs> what? You cook, you cook the pizza and... You cook the pizza and the sauce together the dough and okay. the crust yeah. and the sauce and then it comes out and then you put your toppings on and serve it do you do you melt the cheese no no the, no. the heat of no. the pizza bomb, bomb the place now <laughs> okay, no, that's no, psychotic no. because down right. at cheap charlie's 
They have a taco pizza that is made that way, and it is delicious. Hey, taco pizza, I get, because oh, so tacos you don't right. put the whole taco. Right. In Everything there. else, but is if you're not first. melting the cheese, yeah, no, on they, the pizza, they put the cheese like and the pepperoni the is, is cold or air room temperature or mm. whatever. They put it on I, there. No, it's hot. <laughs> I don't know. And then they put the toppings on it. I'm and the photos are so unappetizing. It looks like just. Flopped on there, well, like you know? an antipasto salad on a pizza. I might yeah, be behind there. Kinda, I could probably yeah. do that. There are a lot of people that like it. That is a popular like regional pizza. But they live Ohio in Ohio Valley pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio Valley, even smaller. I might, can I might can you get lower <laughs> than the Ohio Valley? Yeah. It's like Death Valley <laughs> underneath the Ohio Valley intersection. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's, go to the, let's go to the mountains then. Colorado Mountain Pie. Oh, is well, mountain? Hey. Everybody's high there. So every, <laughs> they don't care. Yeah, you can literally tell them anything and be like, oh, this is the greatest pizza I've Well, ever you had shared some good links in, in your investigation of this. And I, I got to say, that was the most intriguing pizza to me. The mm-hmm. Colorado... Mountain pie. Mountain pie. Do tell. Well, I mean, just looking at the pictures, because he... Uh, Blotto had sent him probably like six good articles links on this subject and in each one of them shows pictures of it visually to me the colorado pizza looked good it looked really good describe the dish yeah. no look at the link well it's it's a fixed stuffed pizza that is all about the toppings loads and loads of toppings it's, it's, it's okay. stuffed it's a stuffed pizza it's, it's a stuffed like, like but a it's, not like, it's not like chicago where it's this big goopy mess with all this sauce <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. it, it's more like um not, not as much sauce i would say right exactly more toppings it's more like sauce. a pie yeah and it's thick and you can like almost see all the different ingredients kind of layered upon each other, but baked in. Okay, oh, I want good. I want that. The, yeah. the crust, to me, by it, far, it's look, baked in Colorado. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, but to me, visually, probably in two or three of the articles that I read that Blotto sent along, that kept catching my eye. The the visual of it. It looked hot. It looked steamy. It had multiple layers of all these different things we all like in pizza, yeah. but it was presented right. The crust is unique too. It's it's a really really thick crust, almost like a big heavy rope because it's rolled hmm. and twisted oh. all the way around. He knows this stuff. So it's got Listen like to the man <laughs> pictures, you know. But it's um, and then it's uh, uh, coated in honey when it's baked. So it's a oh. really sweet. Oh. Crust. Oh. That sounds crazy. Topics. There you go. Oh my god. Oh dang. You got yep. it. Oh, there it is. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's I mean, visually, that, that kills. That looks delicious. You know what? I think I, I still have a U-Haul <laughs> in my yard. Let's pack it up. Well, let's let's go. It. Let's go. Bottoms up on Colorado. The I uh, and they have Denver biscuits. Yes. <laughs> um, another one that's really popular because it was on everybody's list is uh, New Haven Pie. New Haven Pizza. Nope. Never heard of it. I, I gotta say, this is probably one of my least favorite, but it is, it, it ranks up there. And this is, uh, it's super thin, cooked super hot. So it's like a cracker. So it's a really thin, hard cracker cut crust, not with a lot of sauce and sparse on the toppings. So there's not like a whole lot to it. It looks like they literally burn it. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's charred. 
600 degrees. Holy you got to cook them in 600 degrees. I do like crispy, though. So that yeah. Might be See, cute. I don't that, like the crispy stuff. That's so like what I expect. No, look one up. Look one up, Fuzz, that, that has uh, clams on it because that's oh, one of their no. toppings. Oh. Like clams on that your pizza. New Haven one looks like what I would eat before the actual pizza comes out. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the appetizer. Yes. I got to imagine that's it, right? Yeah, it looks uh, like a clam. Oh, yeah. oh no. I, I wouldn't want to come out of that kitchen smelling like oh, thing no. cook smells like. No. Burnt clams. <laughs> <laughs> You burnt my clams. <laughs> you dirty bastard. <laughs> See how that works? Mm-hmm. I can weave this. Who stuff thought of clams on pizza? It's gross, man. People New in New Haven. England. Yeah. Oh, Connecticut. Yeah. Oh, I can you do know, that. I, I you think that's so the East Coast thing. They just want to impress upon everybody else that the East Coast clam diggers. So. <laughs> like I, I could see like lobster on yeah, a pizza, lobster pizza that like good. like that I could see because it's well it's bread it's like yeah go to red lobster and garlic goes with lobster yeah. and pizza that I would be all about but everything like you literally you're almost just, now you're just that, naming yeah. things that taste good <laughs> bacon <laughs> is bacon good I dirty bastard <laughs> I think one of the oxymorons in pizza is California pizza. I, I I I don't see how California claims to own a pizza type, um, but they do, and you know it's all about the toppings and of course there's California kitchen. pizza kitchen, <laughs> right, you know, and that's what probably gives it more credibility or in the mind of the consumer than anything else. I don't think I've ever had a really good pizza there though. No, no. Uh, like I've I mean, had, I mean, acceptable. I've had acceptable. It's, it's a chainy place. It's yeah. like. It's like saying like uh, like an Applebee's has a good said food. Like it's not like I wouldn't <laughs> right. say like oh my god you got to go try this. But yeah, um, California pizza is all about the toppings because they're all trying to be California-ish, mm-hmm. right? So it's goat cheese and avocado and fennel and you know you know sushi. You get sushi pizza. I will say regarding California pizza, when I was in the Air Force, I got stationed in Southern California. Had never been there. And I remember the first time I, you know, I'm trying to make friends, whatever, etc. Hooked up with some people. And they invited me out for pizza. We went to a place, and that was the first time I'd ever seen pineapple on a pizza. And first like, time, yeah. First time, I'm like, freaked out. Like, That's a fruit. I had on a pizza. Honestly, did not understand. Did not compute. Did you also- loved it? I loved it, but it was it was a freak out almost. Was there a distrust? Like I'm going to get pizza in California when I know well, I no, get I pizza had no thought. I just oh, let's go get something to eat. It, but they all ordered it, everybody, and I think they were all freaked out as I was because it was this thing they had never seen before. And most of my friends out there were either from Midwest or East Coast, so it was like this new thing. But I had never ever seen. Pineapple on a pizza. Is it for you? <laughs> oh, yeah, I like it. Oh, I, I like uh, ham pineapple pizza. Hawaiian. Hawaiian pizza. Oh, I like I, bacon pizza. pineapple. I'm, see, I'm not a big bacon fan except for just bacon. What? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Hold on. You hear what I said? Just bacon. I love bacon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Put it on pizza. Then there you go. Bacon on a lot of things doesn't really throw me as much as just. This is, I this want is turning into a pizza topping debate <laughs> real quick. Yeah. yeah. We're well, staying away from topic. No, from topics. This is right? happening. We're not going. Ham doing... on a pizza dries out. <laughs> yes, I agree. So you go for the bacon yes. instead. Ham does dry 100% out. Hundred percent because bacon's greasy. That's why. Yeah. How can it dry out? 
I I don't, I don't know the bacon. I can't I, mean, ham I can't pizza. debate the pineapple pizza thing because I will literally because it literally I, right? I, I am uh, allergic. So. He's definitely allergic to pineapple shells. Really? Yes. Yeah, that's ham? a thing. Yeah. I don't like ham and pineapple pizza. No. What pineapple? No, I don't like pineapple. No pineapple. No. Fuzzy. Oh, I love pineapple. Yeah. For him. Yeah. It's definitely, it's a strange, like I had it. I, someone in my family must like it because we've gotten it, but I don't, I, fruit doesn't belong on pizza to me. Except tomatoes. I, I, I debatable though. I believe it's really enough, right? like, like I said, that's where pizza comes into play. If you like it, you should be able to put it on pizza. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't, like, I, like I said, I can't have it, so I don't talk about it, but. Like if you like said food, he does not put it on a pizza. Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, and and, and it's, it's interesting when you start reading about pizza, you know, and and all the variations. Mm. There's as much written about toppings as there is oh, right. on regional right. types, right? Yeah. And you know, well, that's like, why I said you could even get sushi on a pizza, which is <laughs> right. Oh, but you know what? Who are we to judge? But hold on, but I love sushi, right? So putting it on a piece of dough with some, you know. You know, one of those sushi sauces, uh, orange <laughs> stuff or whatever, and yeah. eating it that way, calling it pizza. Cretin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two others that just seem to be on the list, uh, on everybody's list. Uh, Washington, D.C. Jumbo Slice. Mm. So it's it's New York larger. Mm. That's mm. all it is. Okay, um, I'm down. It was their way to, you know, kind of Why not? wedge their way into the, <laughs> into the pizza... Without making an effort. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Trying to help New York. Perfect. That's all it is. Like some, somebody had a big pan, you know? A bigger pan. Yeah. Uh, real and, low effort. Yeah. Big Nicks. Like a, like a tire mm, well. Yes, Big yeah. Nicks. Yeah. Big uh, Nicks. Oh, my God. That's New York City. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, like, a hot, that's like a hot and ready. Fred, weren't you there recently? <laughs> big Nicks? Wow. As a matter of fact, I was. Tell us all about Oh, I could. And then uh, St. Louis is is also seemed to be on the list. And, then, you know, and it, the St. Louis pizza sounds visually those pizzas were repulsive to me. Well, I, they seem visually. to be the most inconsistent in terms of the the different um, descriptions and pictures that I saw. It, it seemed like there was not a lot of consistency from description or or, or photo for every St. Louis pizza. So why are they included? Because you, I don't know you gotta, <laughs> the heart of Heartland, right? Man, the, that's you know, right? The thing, because everything else is on the coast, so you got to you got to do Heartland. All right. The thing I'm seeing most consistently is it's a round pie that they're cutting Cut square. square. Oh, yes. Oh, oh no. Hundred percent against that. Sacrilege. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I with know, you there. No. They did that on purpose <laughs> to piss us off. Yeah. And to be different. Their ingredients. That ingredient. Nothing different. Crust. No, nothing no, different. They, they, they I do have something different. On the cheese, so there's two there's two ingredients for a St. Louis pizza. One is mother's milk cheese. It's round. <laughs> <laughs> it's round and cut in squares, and the other one is it's called it's a it's a mix. It's called Proval or Proval or whatever, and it's cheddar, Swiss, and provolone. Mm. Um, well, <laughs> Proval sounds like something you take if you have like an itch. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that requires a prescription. Uh, but the, with, with it's the a cheddar, salve. what are the yeah. side effects? <laughs> Fungus. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good to me. Well, they say <laughs> they they said yeah. the, the, the cheddar in there kind of 
gives it the consistency of like Velveeta. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> Just get Velveeta. <laughs> you're already you're already cutting. Is Velveeta from St. Louis? Yeah. No, it's not. You're just Velveeta can be from anywhere. It's got to have a home. It's but not, anyway, not the so the, section, the cheese mix sure. is it's kind of interesting. This this cheddar Swiss provolone thing that they they mix together and it turns into a goo. And then that's what they put I on the top. I don't like goo on my pizza. Well, yeah, I don't know. In St. Louis, they do. They they want their and then they three cheese goo. Squares. <laughs> yeah, well, the squares. They lost me at the squares. cut their bagels funky too. So. They do. Well, you think about the pizza. It's sort of like a don't go oval. There. They don't even go round. They go oval. They, and they cut it square. That is such. Bullshit. Well, then every piece is messy. Every piece is messy. There's no well, good crust hold. Well, there's some people that don't like squares. crust, which you should always eat the crust. But like, if you, that's like the best part is, yeah, you should always cut it in the nice little triangles, and then you get a piece of crust, and then the pizza, and then I think it's a different experience when you eat the pizza if it's cut differently. Yeah, I agree. That's why I prefer square over. I like I said, I just I want, want like pizza. I think should be something you can easily pick up and move around and be able to eat. Like that's why New York style is so nice, is because you can. You're meant to be able to get it from a street vendor, fold take it, it fold it, yep. go with, or but even. But it's not that great. Uh, I just don't think. I think it's so overrated. New York the, pizza. Well, I don't want to say it's okay. Over- and and okay, so you're shaking your head. I am. Is it also because you're in New York? Yes, of course. Okay. It is. Well, at least there's honesty I in that. Right? I don't think it's overrated. It's over commercialized. Because when you can go to certain food vendors like on the on the side of the road and get a better slice than like some of the I saw walking around like dollar slices, you go in and a hot and ready was better than what they're actually selling. It's, it's mass produced. It's somebody who doesn't necessarily care about the food that's that's actually just cranking it out. And then that's what you see the most. It's the Times Square area of, yeah, right, I'm right. in New York eating a slice, and you get to have that, that little stamp on your passport. Well, I'm going to be there for a while, so maybe I'll, like, I'll have to look up, like, where does John Stewart get his pizza, right? I mean, I know he's got some really big... I think we were at one of them before. We probably were. Mike's? Yeah. Is it Mike's comes remember. up? It was under uh, Brooklyn Bridge. Brooklyn's oh, right? Oh, that was the one. Yeah, that just, place just ask uh, Fred's wife. Right. <laughs> All right, we'll fact check that but next uh, week. We will know yeah, that was, no, where John Stewart gets know. his pie. I've recently been to New York. If you need some pizza <laughs> suggestions, <laughs> I might be able to help you out. I've heard this before. That was Brooklyn for sure. I yeah, for John's. But Bleaker's supposed to be But just like, just like how we're complaining John's? about like Chicago style. Like I haven't been to a lot of places in Chicago to have pizza. It could be great, but just the places I got weren't the top of their game where yeah. they just branded themselves as yeah. said place. Everyone wants to claim that their pizza is the best. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Lexington water tower <laughs> You know, I'd, I'd like to put in a stab for Stouffer's. <laughs> Red Bear. Uh, Red, Red Bear. Bear. Sponsor us Red Bear. No, no, no. Those uh, Tostino's little $1.50. Yep, 99 cent. 99 cents. Yeah. When I can eat a Stouffer's without burning a hole through the roof of my mouth. <laughs> oh, it's never going to happen. Yeah. Okay, then maybe I'll enjoy well, it. But every time, every single so time, you're going to burn that hole. So you have the memory for about two or three days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember what I had for lunch really quick two days ago. It was a microwave Stouffer's Mike pizza. will eat. He loves microwave pizza, and he has specific brands that he loves. What's he so like? Many. I don't even know the ones he likes. It comes from Kroger. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but they're all gross. Tostino's. They're, they're all the, gross They're the me. best. I don't know, but I did try that real good, whatever, keto-friendly pizza yesterday. 
And I think the crust was made out of chicken and Parmesan cheese. Mm-hmm. And these are alternative pizzas. They are. And I microwaved <laughs> it. To be to be fair, I microwaved it because I was at work. I didn't... I Maybe if I tried it in the oven, it wouldn't... The consistency of the crust it was delicious. Isn't it just a chicken Parmesan? No, like yeah, the crust no, no. is made out of like pressed chicken. Because it's yeah. keto, they don't yeah, use bread. Much. And it's the the so crust a flat is, piece of chicken yes. with some parmesan on it. Some, some pounded down and piece sauce. of chicken. Was, that's chicken yeah. parmesan. Yeah. Like that's Sorry, what, it was delicious, and I would have it again for sure. It's unbreaded All chicken parmesan. All of parm. those <laughs> that we've tried for keto, the ones that were the cheese and chicken, mm-hmm. I liked them. Yeah, it was good. I don't think I would oh, prefer, like, microwave, I don't think it's the best that's way to yeah. Just don't call it pizza. Yeah, you, you didn't say it was bad tasting. <laughs> yeah. It had pizza sauce, it had cheese, it had pepperoni. It Anything pizza. could be pizza if you try hard enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuzzy's <laughs> got it. I don't eat bread to That fan is pizza. Get some sauce, get some cheese. That iPod is pizza, <laughs> if you believe just flatten the fuck out of it. Put some salsa <laughs> cheese on it. It's a pizza, man. I would. It was for me, and I would try it again. I would the, too. The place yeah. we haven't been to in a long time is uh, Blaze. I don't want to go oh, back yeah. there. Oh, the, Blaze! Yeah, the like subway style, yep. like brick oven. There's uh, another one, uh, Mod Pizza. Yeah, Mod, Mod Pizza. Mod Pizza. Yeah. I haven't tried that down one. Down by the old Nobs House. Yep. That, uh, it's pretty good. It's not bad. Same thing. I think about it. But not regional in any way. Just no, no just franchise, pizza, right? It's a, well, you it's a subway of pizzas. pizzas. Yeah, like I said, yeah. pick your toppings and make it yeah. yourself. Maybe one day I'll build a little fire pizza place out there. There you go. I have plans of building one. Yeah. Of like a little brick oven. Like yeah, brick I, oven. I, I look sure. something. Yeah. They're yeah. pretty awesome. It's gonna make our. I think you got the room now. I got the room. Yeah. Um, they get the rooms a room to open up a pizza place. <laughs> Little shit. Knobs pizza place. Knobs pies. Knobs pies. Yeah. It's gonna be chicken hair? and cheese. What's this hair in here? <laughs> I'll eat that one. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that one. The chicken and cheese. Bottoms up. Bottoms <laughs> on that nose. Bottoms up. Out. Out. Cause baby. Cause baby, I hate you Cause baby